Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. I'm Pastor Levi Secord. As we continue to think and work through the idea of work as a Christian, one of the things we need to examine is what has been called the Protestant work ethic. Now, that was a term I wasn't very familiar with for quite some time until I kind of stumbled across it and I started using it. And older generations recognized this term that it was used, that there was a distinct work ethic among Protestant nations in particular that distinguished them from other nations, especially pagan or unbelieving nations. And this work ethic is at the heart and one of the main factors as to the material blessing and wealth of many Protestant, or at least historically Protestant, uh, nations. And so what is this Protestant work ethic? Well, well, we're going to unpack that some today, and it really revolves around beliefs about work, that the Protestant faith as it came in and reformed Christian belief, returned it to biblical belief um, against the Roman Catholic Church, kind of turned the world upside down. And so th these things are very important, that theology is meant to inform life, and that this theology-informed life, it changes the world, it changes culture, it changes society. This is a good thing. This is the national necessary entailments that the gospel brings when it is really understood and really lived out. And so the first theological point here is that the, the, the first wave of the Protestant Reformation really came in and got rid of this idea of there being a secular sacred divide in life, but especially in work. Right? For the Middle Ages and much of Catholic um, reigning over Christianity, there was this idea that if you really wanted to serve God, you needed to have a sacred uh, work. You need to have a sacred occupation or vocation, that you needed to be a monk, a nun, or a priest, and then, then you were doing God's work. And then there was secular or profane work that was done by everyone else, the farmer, uh, the soldier, uh, even kings for, uh, for that matter, and that then the, we created this two-tier kind of idea of life, that if you really wanted to serve God, then you needed to become a nun, uh, you definitely couldn't get married. Um, you needed to be a monk or you needed to be a priest or something like that where your whole life was spent serving God through doing quote-unquote religious things. The Protestant Reformation comes in and it turns all of that on its head saying you can serve God in any righteous occupation. Now there are things that are unrighteous occupations. You can be a drug dealer, a prostitute, a pimp, something like that. Those are not included here. Right? Those are sinful. They are inherently wrong. But people like Martin Luther come in and say that the shoemaker serves God in his occupation every bit as much as the priest does. Now you can imagine that if you're a Catholic priest and you think you've got this higher occupation that's better than all of those plebeians have uh, over there, that you would take some offense at such a thought. But what ends up happening here is the Protestant Reformation turns everything on its head, saying, no, 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 all righteous occupations are equal if you are indeed fulfilling a, a righteous role and doing it unto uh, the glory of God. And so what you see happening here is the term vocation, which comes from a word meaning calling, was only used for the ministry before the Protestant Reformation. And in fact, we still use that in ministry circles today. I received the call to ministry. I received a call to be the pastor of this and this church. But we also use that same word, vocation, which means call, calling, we use that same word to refer to careers in our culture today. We take that for granted. We often just assume the world has always thought the way that we think today. That's not true. There are dramatic shifts in the history of thought. And one of those dramatic shifts that changed the world for the better was this idea that all occupations are vocations. They're callings. They're a way to serve God. And so the lawyer, the teacher, the garbage man, the pastor, the shoemaker, the homemaker, all of those are righteous vocations. 
And in that sense, they are all equal, that there is no higher way to serve God here and a lower way where you're not really serving God. There is no sacred and secular divide in the work sphere. Rather, all occupations are needed, all occupations are righteous, and therefore, in them, you can serve God. So that's the first thing, the first of the five, that kind of changed the way or that would define the Protestant work ethic. Second, uh, the Protestant doctrine that undergirds all of this and really undergirds the entire Reformation is the doctrine of the justi- our justification by faith alone. To put it plainly, um, you are not saved by works, but by faith. Right? It is not your own works, it is not your own merit that saves you, but it is faith. It is by grace through faith alone. And so, but if that's not true, if the Catholic doctrine is true that it's faith plus works, right? If that is true, then your works are a part of your salvation. And if that is true, then you might want to. If your salvation hinges upon your work, you are going to want to spend as much time in your life as possible to doing good works so that you are sure that you can be saved. And then it is only in the monastery or as a priest or serving the poor that you your work is really holy and that will help to add to your chances of being saved. But the doctrine that salvation comes not through works, but by grace, through faith, has freed humans, freed society, by casting off that secular sacred divide, it has freed them to be able to serve God in every occupation. Right? If your salvation is dependent upon your work, then you should spend as much time as possible working to save yourself. Uh, Derek Brown explains it this way, the, doctor, the doctrine of justification by faith then removed the distinction between so-called sacred and secular employments because it taught that one's work, whether it was church-related or otherwise, was never determinative of one's salvation. Nor did Scripture require men and women to neglect their daily callings or their needy neighbor in order to perform the good works necessary for salvation. This is how it freed us. Your work and your occupation is not determinative of your salvation. And now you are free, therefore, to not neglect the daily needs. We still have this in Protestant circles. In a lot of ways, the the people who've inherited Protestantism have slouched back towards Catholicism. We still think that pastors and missionaries, like those are the people who are who are really um, serving God. And, and my, my occupation doesn't matter. The Protestant view of work throws that all out. Your daily callings and, your need, and the needs that you are facing with your family, your neighbor, your community, your school, whatever it is, those are not less than to God. This is, again, Part of that cultural mandate that we saw from Genesis 1. And this is part of what it means to be a faithful human, to serve God and to serve others. To put it succinctly, the gospel renews man by bringing forgiveness of sins by faith, not by works, thus restoring us to the cultural mandate to represent God as a sub-ruler over his creation. The Catholic noose that was around our necks was loosened, and this freed society to, to go into all areas of life serving Christ. Um, the third doctrine here is the doctrine of the priesthood of all believers. Okay, so first we have no secular sacred divide. Protestants bring us that in the work area. Then we have justification by faith alone. But then we go so far as to say that all Christians are priests. You thought that by being an actual priest in the Roman Catholic Church, you were serving God more and that you had the special status. The, the, Catholic, or the Protestants come in and say, well, no, 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 no. You're, every Christian has the Holy Spirit. Every Christian. Um, has access to God through Christ. Christ is the only mediator, not the church, not the saints, not Mary, not the Pope, not the bishops, but that all believers are 
priests. Every one of us, we are a nation of priests. We are all equal in that. The priests are not higher than you because you yourself are a priest. This again, changes the world, puts it upside down as to how it was before. Fourth, uh, in, in all of this and in our different jobs and roles, the Protestant work ethic that as we do different jobs, Martin Luther said, we are wearing the mask of God, different masks of God. Think about this, that as you are a carpenter, as you are a farmer, as you are a, a, a ruler, as you are a teacher, you are wearing a mask of God to others. Let me read to you again a quote from Brown. We encounter the baker who prepares and supplies our bread, but behind this baker is a gracious creator who faithfully provides for his creation. Far from serving as a mere means to a more spiritual end, our work has an inherent dignity and value because it is God's chosen means to provide for his creatures. When we say that in our occupations, in our vocations, we are wearing the mask of God, we are saying that you're an image bearer of God, you're made in the likeness of God, and these different roles, these different occupations are ways in which we mirror God in a specific way. The baker provides bread, but it's really God through the baker who's providing bread. And you are representing God as you provide food for your neighbors and you sell them a good product. The teacher who instructs in truth is wearing the mask of God, who is the source of truth, the great teacher, the lawyer and the judge who bring justice and defend the poor is Wearing a mask of God, who is the God of justice and righteousness and holiness, and who will judge the living and the dead. Parents who wear, are wearing the mask of God as they care for their children, as God is the Father who cares for us. Uh, construction workers wear the mask of God because they are working and building things, just as God worked and built this universe. We could go on and on and on with these things, but this is an, this is part of the inherent dignity of work. Right? This is a part of the inherent dignity of work that we wear the mask of God for others. That work is really about, just like everything else in this world, the two great commandments, loving God and loving neighbor. Put it most plainly, if everyone was a monk and a nun, if everyone was a pastor, we would have no farmers, we would have no food, we would starve to death. If everyone was a monk or a nun, right, we would, uh, in, let's say in one nation, we would have no soldiers to defend us. If everyone was a monk or a nun, we wouldn't have so many different things. All these occupations are righteous. All of them serve God and all of them provide goods and services to others. And that is a way in which we live out the second great command to love others as we love ourselves. Fifth and finally, this means that whatever occupation God has called you to, whatever it is, it matters. It matters to God. It matters to this world. All of your work is meaningful because. This is what it means to be a human. This is how we love God and this is how we love others. That there is no higher service to God. There is no sacred secular divide. All of work matters. And this is what has changed the world for the better. This is no accident that the Protestant work ethic lifted nations up. I, I listened to a guy once who said, I just, I had a spiritual awakening, but it's not the religion of my, my parents and my, my poor parents because I can't believe that I'd be so lucky to have been materially blessed and been also born with the right religion and the right culture with the right religion. And he's just see those things as totally divorced. Now we need to be careful here not to have a prosperity gospel, but it is no accident that if you live in accordance with the truth, things will in general go better for you. Well, this world is still fallen and broken and things can go wrong. Hear me, right? You're not going to just by having enough faith become rich. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are rightly understanding work, 
if you're rightly understanding the world, if you're rightly understanding God and man and one another and loving one another, those things will lift a people up. It has happened before. It is not an accident that America is often viewed, if you go back a few generations, as the, the Protestant nation par excellence, the, the chief revelation of what a Protestant nation should have been like, that this was also a materially blessed nation. But now we're in the throes of casting all of that off. We're in the throes of now becoming a lazy nation, a self-centered nation, a sinful nation that loves the benefits of what we have inherited from our forefathers, but we don't want to actually do what our forefathers have done. This, of course, can't go on. But the Protestant work ethic, built upon the doctrines of Scripture, has changed the world for the better, and it should inform how you think about work. What is your calling? What passions has God given to you? How can you use those to glorify God and to serve others, love God and love neighbor? We're going to continue to unpack this in a couple more episodes here on work. But this is the Christian view of life. Work is inherent to what it means to be human, and in it, we wear the masks of God and we love our neighbor.